Hey everyone, welcome to episode 99 of You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. Kim, the stage is yours to run the game show at this point. We're ready to go. I'm nervous. Me too. Me too. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> Derek and Steve present. So what's your advice for, for us? Should we be nicer to contestants or... How, how do we? Um, how do we no, deal? so I don't think that would be good for radio. Um, <laughs> I, think that it's... No, I only had 150 copies this year. I need more. The other amazing part of this scene was the was the freaking lizards. These baby lizards. One of these lizards was so smart, it blew my mind. <laughs> Explain on a scale of one to ten how much you love us and why. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 99. Of you heard it here second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how anxious are you at this point? A 10. I'm a 10 <laughs> out of 10 on the anxiety level. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean. It's real. It's, re- it's, an, it's now <laughs> episode 99. We've been saying, oh, get oh. close to 100 for since 50 weeks. Yeah. For 50 yeah. weeks. Yeah. And how much planning have we done for episode That's a, 50 100? weeks is a year, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 50 weeks is just shy of a year. So we've been talking about episode 100 for a year. Yeah. And how much planning have we done? Literally none. Zero. Uh, Negative I will say planning. ten. Per, we've, we're, I would say we're like four percent planned for this episode. And it started today. Two, yeah, it started today. So, so. <laughs> episode 100 is next week. Yep. Uh, we've got some ideas, and we should probably lay them out here, right? Because yes. this is sure probably the, this is our last chance. These, to. Yeah. <laughs> these are the only people who will. Be able to start spreading the word beyond normal social media, which we never do. Correct. So explain to them the plan, Derek. So the plan right now, we went back and forth. We were like, well, you know, episode 50, we had this great montage, which was great. It was great. Um, but it, it's a lot of effort to find all the clips and put them all together. Um, so we're, we want to do something different, something new. And the idea is something that we probably honestly thought about literally before episode one of this show. We were like, would, is, that, is that how we do this? Like a radio show? Is to do it live. To do it live. So Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Um, we will we'll need to push this out and need to make sure that people are aware of it, make sure that people are going to log in and listen to it. Can I can I say the, the Bill O'Reilly quote and yes. you bleep it out? Uh, sure. F*** it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> Uh, just remind me to, to believe that out. <laughs> I'll try. Um, so uh, doing it live, uh, we're thinking – so here's the here's the thing. Instagram Live would be very ideal because people – everyone will see that it's on Instagram Live. People who follow us will see it's on Instagram Live. Yes. Um, the, Should we do it from your Instagram or from the – That's a good question. Um, Derek and Steve Instagram. Probably the Derek and Steve Instagram. Less followers. I would say less followers but more – Probably a better uh, representation of our listeners there, though, because I, I think there's a lot of people on your side. You don't have an Instagram, so there's a lot of people True. who you're friends with who follow Derek and Steve that probably don't follow me. Okay, that's a good. Um, point. So there's that. We could do, again. You, I would have no problem doing both. Like if we had two phones, we could, we could have them both streaming. And, and so the idea here. Where are we going to find two phones? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, between us, there's only oh, there's well, yeah, there's two. So, but we might have to download Instagram on your phone to do okay. that. But I have it for Derek um, and Steve. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do have it. So we actually could do stream from both of them. I don't know if we'd get any crazy feedback loops or whatever with two phones, Instagram Live. We'll workshop it. But the point here is that um, there's a couple technical issues with Instagram Live, which is that um, there's no way for us to get the – now, 
I say there's no way. If someone knows of a way, please let me know. Um, so I don't think there's a way for us to get our high-quality mic feed from this USB mixer that we have that goes into our computer. I don't think that there's a way to stream that to Instagram Live. Instagram Live is a, live is a mobile only, as far as I know, streaming platform. Here's a question. We can talk about this offline. But yep. What about when we used to plug in the phone to get the volume? Yeah, so... Um, to get, like, a phone call. So that was the opposite direction. So that's the thing, is that the, we, we plugged in the phone when we would call someone on the phone. We were taking the sound from the phone and giving it to our mixer so that we could record it. We want we to, want to go the opposite sound, direction. Yeah. We want to give the mixer sound to the phone. And I don't know of a way to do that because the mixer right now sends out sound as a USB input to my computer. This is a little workshop for everyone listening. We are talking how, too much about done. it. But, but no, seriously, I mean, I mean, this is, I think, a reasonable thing to talk about because if someone knows of a way, then they could let us know. Otherwise, the plan would be that we could use the mic input to broadcast to Facebook. Facebook uh, Live. Facebook Live. Now, Everybody loves Facebook. It's not as popular, I don't think, as Instagram Live, but uh, it is there. And we could always kind of informally each have Instagram Live feeds going like with, you know, one one's on you, one's on me, or one's sitting over there, and we can be like, we can remind a few times throughout the show, like, if you guys want the full quality audio, you can head over to Facebook Live, we can be there too. Facebook so. dropped seven points today really? in the market, and really? we're going to bring it back. Well, we we single-handedly will bring it back. The the guys over at Facebook, Zuckerberg's going to be like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah. these guys are doing episode 100 on Facebook. How, yeah. I can't believe they chose us. I feel blessed. Yes. That's what Zuckerberg's going to be saying Stock next week. shareholders will be thrilled. <laughs> Um, so that's the tentative plan right now. Um, tell everyone to clear their schedules Monday night um, and not watch The Bachelorette or whatever else is on on Monday night. Don't uh, do it. Don't, just don't watch it. Just record it or, it or pause it and listen to us and then or watch it and mute it and listen to us instead, you know, and just just look at them. But take don't, don't hear off. them. Just take it. Yeah. Take a bachelor day off. Yes. I, I'm down with that idea. So. That's your opening drive. That's our current plan for episode 100 is to go live. I'm go very live nervous. I'm kind of, I would be, I'm not nervous right now, but I will be nervous at that time if we do that. I'm always a little nervous. Because we'll get instant feedback. There'll be people like chirping us probably. I hope if they don't chirp. Our friends might go on there and chirp us. Yeah. I mean, you know? my constant state is like a little nerves and a little excitement yeah. all the time. Yeah, true. And it's like doubled. <laughs> it's like building in like the back doubled of my in chest. both nerves and excitement yes yeah talking about it's wow. making me feel uncomfortable all right well we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take some xanax or something before the episode next week that would make for uh, great radio <laughs> <laughs> so episode 100s next week we're planning to do it live so please stay tuned we will uh be a little bit more active on social media episode 100 next, next weekend and like monday to be able to let you know what's happening for episode 100. The next so. big milestone after 100 is what? 150? 150, yeah. Which we might not make it to. I don't know. What we're we're going to have to talk about our future well, at some sh- point. Sh- so um, so 100 is what we're focused on oh, right now. Oh, oh. Um, so we'll see what happens. But know, episode 100 is, uh. is next week. Um, so we will plan to do it live, and we'll, and we'll keep you guys informed of what, what's going on. So anything else you, you want to say anxiously awaiting episode 100? Or I'm going to be sick. You're going to be sick. <laughs> All right, well. Hopefully, hopefully we can avoid the sickness and just just uh, have the entertainment. So um, that's your opening drive. Bring us into period number one, which is the BC update. Got another dude. Hey! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right. Dudes to the left. Stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude. Heisman Trophy. Bronco Nagurski Award. Ultimate dudes. Got another dude. O-line you, bunch of dudes. 
All right, so there's Steve Dazio talking about his dudes in Boston College. Uh, maybe for the first time now, uh, leading into maybe what might be a long stretch, is that we don't really have much BC sports <laughs> at this yes. point. Um, for real this time. But we had a lot of BC sports. We did, have, we did have a pretty steady run there of each week. We had something to at least mention with BC sports or talk about in a little bit more depth. Um, but BC basketball loses its NIT opener to Western Kentucky uh, in a relative blowout. Actually, they didn't. Yeah. They were not very competitive. They couldn't get. They couldn't get anything going. Their star players couldn't get anything going. Their coach couldn't get anything going defensively. Um, just yeah. a lot of stuff didn't happen for BC. So, so it was the same old story of BC not being able to defend the three. And like, I, I don't mind if you have you have to play your game. You have to do it. But if your two best players go cold, which they did, yep, and you have three other guys on the team who barely score ten percent of the points, yeah, you have to play expert defense. That's the only way you're going to win, and we didn't. So that's been the pain point all along with BC is really, really good skill players, and I think poor execution. To be honest, I mean, we've got two. Two slash three players who can actually play at a high college level mm-hmm. basketball mm-hmm. and zero bench, and so if you're if you're gonna win any games in any tournament, you have to be perfect. Yeah, and we were certainly not perfect. So we were not. Um, if there's a silver lining, I don't know whether this uh, is gonna happen or not. But we kind of talked about this in that once we kind of had that little. Uh, spiral downwards towards the end of the season and looked like we were not going to be a tournament team. A part of you almost hoped that Jerome Robinson didn't just keep skyrocketing and putting himself into like serious first round draft potential. And you can always hope that he didn't do quite enough um, to get himself into a spot where he's locked and loaded and really confident that he's a number uh, first round draft pick in the, in the NBA Um, because Jerome Robinson staying dramatically improves the, Outlook for next season yes, for BC by, by, by a lot. So um, Jerome had 17 points in that game. Still relatively good. Yeah, for, pretty good. I mean, and, and Kai Bowman had 18, and they both barely scored in the, in the first half. Yeah. So, I mean, I I would think that he goes. I don't think – and I would be totally fine with him. That's, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's I would a, res- yeah, I would yeah, I would not hold anything against him. That's a decision that he should almost probably make. Yeah. Because BC is not going to come back and, like, what's the – What's the? I mean, you would really, really just have to be so loyal to BC to come back to maybe make the tournament, maybe not. Yeah, like you didn't win an NIT game. No, no. yeah, I, I mean, yes and no. So I think, um, I think that it, in most cases, in mostly any other sport, I is think he, that's he totally. He's a junior. Well, he, yeah. So, so he would be, be able to come back and get his degree from Boston College. Yes. So that's yeah. So that's your senior season point. is like a better, a, bi- a bigger selling point. I think the other thing that is a factor, which is really not a factor in most other sports where you're dealing with this, is in the NBA, you kind of have to be aware of the landscape of what you're going into. And you can really kind of screw yourself over if you miscalculate that. A lot of people might remember Olivier Hanlon was in this situation. Yeah. And he left after his junior year at Boston College, and he is nowhere to be found in the NBA. He's playing overseas because he got drafted like mid to late second round by the Utah Jazz, didn't make their roster. And at that point, where do you go from there as an NBA player that gets drafted and then cut? 
Yeah. Like, like it's, well, that's a very hard path to get yourself back on to the NBA. Yeah, and the NCAA rule is you cannot, if you hire an agent. Yeah. Well, well I mean, he, I think he, if you get played. drafted, I think you, like, okay. uh, if you hire an agent, you can't go back. If you get drafted, I think you may also not be able to go back. So I'm either, not positive. Either way, that. there's a very slim chance of you, and it would have to be worst case scenario for you to go back. Yeah. But if you get drafted yeah. and, and flail out, if you hire an agent and. Mm-hmm. Get a one-year contract. Yeah, you cannot go back to school because you're officially a professional basketball Correct. player. And you, I mean, I don't know what the the deal is after a couple of years, or maybe after you retire, you can go back and get your degree or whatever. Yeah, degree-wise, you can go back, but it's NCAA uh, eligibility. Yeah. You don't have. Yeah, and so I think, um, you know, so that that's an important thing to to weigh. Now, I have no idea how you calculate that, but um, I guess the point is, is that there, I think there's some hope that that he'll come back for those reasons, like you said, senior, getting your degree. And if he feels, and maybe even seeing how this tournament plays out, if guys, you know, improve their draft stock to to go up draft boards, if if, if he's thinking that he's a second round pick, then I think it's not smart to go now because he should be able to improve that stock next year if he has a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I'll say about BC, as far as if they can get those two guys back, Bowman is obviously coming back, and then if Jerome Robinson also comes back, um, we talked about this briefly when they got him, and I hadn't really looked much more into it. Um, and I don't know if you've looked into it much either, but this kid, Jairus Hamilton, I don't know if you remember that, the four-star recruit that BC landed, yep. is exactly what this team needs from looking at the measurable standpoint. 6'8", um, 220-pound wing. Uh, I'm looking Whoa. at his ESPN draft profile. He's ra- he's rated an 86, which is like Very out high. of 100. That's pretty good. In the ESPN top 100, he's the 56th-ranked prospect. Cool. That's pretty good for BC. Um and I look through the school list here, which might be the most impressive thing about this. And I look at the schools that gave him offers. I'll just I'll read through these very quickly, and you can just hear them all: Arizona, Baylor, Davidson, Duke, Florida, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Kansas, Louisville, Maryland, NC State, Miami, North Carolina, Ohio State, South Carolina, Stanford, Tennessee, Texas A&M, USC, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, and West Virginia. Wow! All made offers to this kid. And he, and he committed BC. to Boston College. All so right. I like him. Uh, when I see some, when I see a list like that, it gets me very excited about this kid because it's not just interest. It's these are check marks in the offer category. So they all offered him scholarships. Um, that's a big deal, I think. And and especially when you look at the size and position, we this team had Jordan Chapman starting yeah. at, at three, and that and I'm sorry, but he's just not a starting three. <laughs> you know, he he can be a good six man, I think, shooting. But uh, he's he's not really built for that starting position yeah. he was in. And he in. played 40 minutes. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so um, inserting this kid, Hamilton, obviously, you know, you still have to develop and actually play. But all the measurables and the scout, the scouting on him looks very good. So Cool. Um, so that pretty much closes the book on BC Sports for a while. BC Hockey lost in the semifinals of the Hockey East Tournament as well yeah. to Boston University, which I don't know for sure, but I think means they're probably not making the NCAA Tournament. I think the selection has already come out. Oh, has it? If has I it? read a tweet Actually, yeah, the hockey hockey's championship, I think, was uh, decided over the weekend. So I think And I don't think Boston sense. College yeah. made it. So we mentioned before a little bit of a rebuilding year for BC Hockey as well, retooling, you could say, with younger guys on the roster. But uh, nonetheless, that pretty much closes the book. Now, women's hockey, I think, still, I assume, is still in the in the hunt. I haven't, I haven't yeah, followed I mean, that, but really they're always really very good. good. Yeah. Um, but BC Sports coming to a little bit of a close here. Um, until I guess BC baseball season gets started. So yeah, Boston College um, does not make the NCAA right. Division One men's hockey right. uh, championship tournament. First time in probably a while that that has had, that they have not made it. So so that's pretty much it. Anything else on BC sports? 
that's it on BC Sports. Um, congrats to BC Basketball and BC Hockey for yeah. for good seasons. I mean, BC Hockey was down, but still a very good competitive yeah. team. BC Basketball, uh, tough finish in the NIT, but still also a very good competitive yeah. basketball team. So yeah. steps in the right direction. For sure. For sure. Um, that brings us into period number two, pop culture. All righty. So period number two, pop culture. I'm going to let you start this one off with uh, the first topic, which is actual pop culture. It's his actual like, pop culture. Very, rela- very relevant to our theme song and everything else. So husband and wife power couple Jay-Z and Beyonce announced a worldwide tour. Um, so people have been clamoring for this for a long time. Uh, both very – I mean – Probably not at the the peak of their popularity, but both still extremely, extremely popular, coming out with new music. Mm-hmm. The question becomes, so it's a husband and wife and a, potentially a daughter mm-hmm. going on tour together. Does she play the song where she calls out Jay-Z for cheating on her with Becky with the good hair? Uh, Does she play that in front of, and what happens? Do they boo? That's awkward. Do, is it, like, what happens? I think you don't play it. I think, well, if it's I one think of that's the easy songs. answer. I think you don't play it. Um, but what if, I mean, you wrote it, and it's your song. Yeah, it's true. Your fans, like, you were the, you were the person the who. the fans want it. Do the fans want that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think I, not, I think I'm, maybe maybe the move here is to really, like, you, got, you have money grows on trees in, in the Jay-Z and Beyonce household, so why don't you just hire someone to just figure this out? Be like, go figure out whether people want me to play this song or not. Fire and then con- figure out what the consequences are. Yeah. Consulting firm to do a market analysis of whether people want that song played or not. I have to assume they don't. I have to assume they don't too. Like, I, I mean, mainly I don't care how much you like. I mean, okay. There's some people that probably want to hear the song, but like when they're there together, it's just like, why just have the awkwardness there? Especially if their daughter's there, if their daughter's there, it's like, no, don't, why would you play this song? And like, create headlines that your daughter's going to see years from now with her picture in it that i i just say no to so i also say i think the answer is no but you have to have considered this as a possibility yeah when a you write the song b you stay together c you have a child yeah. like it's weird that all their like dirty laundry is out there I agree and now they i, I mean i'm sure they're fine like they they're a very strong couple i'm sure they could have work that out personally but yeah as a as a fan them going together that's what i'm like Ooh, let's yeah, do it yeah pull the trigger on sorry and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i certainly won't be opposed to the the entertainment of what happens if they do that and just to see how everyone reacts and to see kind of what that how that goes but i mean I, ultimately what if she plays it jay-z's fine with it so it's yeah. like, like, so you, like you have to realize that when she starts playing it, it's like if if she plays that song, then he agreed to have her play that song. So it's like it sort of should should be the key word, minimize the drama around it, but it won't. I mean, there'll there'll still be a people want people need something to talk about, you know. So if she plays it, I think it'll be a big topic. They do. I'm trying to find the line here, but I can't. Oh, it's a very long song. No way, <laughs> no way, anyone's going to uh, request it. Request that. <laughs> Uh, blah, blah, blah. Looking at my watch, he should have been home today. I regret that I put that ring on. Oh, yikes. Man. Yikes. 
It's bur- it's I never worse realized than I it thought. was that bad. We, me and my baby, we gonna be all right. We gonna live a good life. Big homie better grow up. Hmm. Maybe. Huh. Maybe he grew up. He must have grown up. Well. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna leave that one up to Beyonce and Jay Z to figure out. Um, but my answer is just stay away from it. You got plenty of other good songs you can play. They have plenty of other good songs that they can both play. <laughs> so, and ninety. What if what if Jay Z plays ninety nine problems? Yeah. Yeah. Because technically. He has a hundred problems. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's a good point. According to the song. Yeah. That, I don't know. Yeah, he, he can't play that one now either. They <laughs> are both going to play whatever they want. It's I think so great. too. And I think so e- too. They love each other. We love them. I think, I think they're going to be fine. I think they'll get through this. So. <laughs> I think they'll get through it. Um, anything else on Jay Z and Beyonce going on tour? Um, nothing except Blue Ivy apparently bet $19,000 in an art auction on accident. They just had her and Jay-Z gave her the paddle and she like wow. landed in the air. Um, wow. she, they immediately took the paddle away from Blue Ivy. Which but, makes sense. Um, she did spend her en- entire allowance. <laughs> well, uh, I'm surprised. That was not an original joke. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> I'm surprised her allowance is only 19000 So, um, So that brings us to our next pop culture topic, which is a question that you can – do you want to ask this question, or do you want me to ask you the question? I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. <laughs> is Cambridge Analytica in Cambridge? I'm going to guess no. I'm also uh, going to well, guess ca- not no. Cambridge Mass. I don't know where it is. Okay. I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm say going no. to also say no. So, Derek, <laughs> would you like to describe what Cambridge Analytica is to our listeners? I wish I could. Um, it is from this is a bad explanation. This is the extent of what I know, but this is going to be terrible. Um, Cambridge Analytica, from what I've heard, is a company that so far so good <laughs> that's it they're a company <laughs> so um they're a company that apparently exploited facebook user data to launch these political advertisements that were supposedly effective enough to sw- to uh, to you know take a ton of your facebook data and um target at political advertisements at you that were enough to sway voters from what we've heard um now you can't just Google this and figure out what happened because there's like yes, there's so way, there's way too much information. There's way too much information, and it's way over my. And head. I was actually listening to Pod Save America on the way home. Me too. And I got to the door right when they started talking about Cambridge Analytica. Which so one? I have the newest one. The newest which one. Which one? Today, yeah. which hunt? And so I didn't actually get to hear it because I got I got home and stopped listening. Uh, so I will be listening to that probably tomorrow morning. Uh, to hear more about it. I don't know if you listened to the whole episode. Did you hear more about it? Uh, no, I started on my walk home, and my walk home is shorter than yours. Okay. So I definitely okay. didn't get so there yet. I, I listened on my way to work. Or no, sorry, I didn't. I listened on, just on my way home from work, but it was about 35 minutes, and I came up short. So I will probably hear about it tomorrow, um, but I don't have a whole lot to offer about it today. Okay. So You have done your very best. <laughs> so Cambridge Analytica, obviously, is not in Cambridge <laughs> Boston, right. Massachusetts. Right. I think we would have heard about that. London. London. It's in it's, the it's UK. In, okay. So potentially okay. Cambridge in yep. London. Likely, I would say, Likely. if that's what its name is. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I just didn't know anything about it and was hoping that you could uh, shed some light on it. And that is the amount of light I was able little, to. <laughs> it's a little strange. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, so that's so, that. That's it for pop culture. Uh, yeah. We may be able to update you, but that's a really boring topic for episode 100. Yeah, we can, I don't know if we can do that unless something crazy breaks Oh, uh, there that. better be some huge pop culture things <laughs> for, for episode 100. I know. Well, episode 100, we're going to have the luxury of being semi-agenda-free, I feel like, and people are going to be able to talk to us during the episode. 
I would love for that to happen. Yeah. In it practice, may, it might not. <laughs> it may not happen, but it also yeah. may happen. But when the, we, when we yeah. did our first one, we had some live comments, and it was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, and, and I think here's the thing. We – I don't know why we're talking about this again now, but I just, I'll just <laughs> briefly say um, we went live a couple times on Instagram, but we just went live like spur of the moment during an episode and like had a couple people log in. Like when we do it this time, we, we will be prepared. Our phones will be at 100%, and we will be live before we start recording. We can be live like – as we set up and like, we can be like, we're starting at eight 30 or whatever. Like uh. it'll be, it'll be a scheduled. It'll be like eight 30 to nine 30 is the podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so just wanted to mention that. So cool. we'll, we'll, we'll try to gar- We'll be able to garner more listeners by being live on both Instagram accounts and Facebook. Do you I think hear that's that listeners? Idea. You better be garnered. Yeah. Be as be, garnered as, as possible. Be as garnered as you can be. So uh, anything else on pop culture? Nope. That's it on pop culture. All right. Brings us into sports. All right, so Steve, any tournaments happening or anything uh, in sports? I don't, I don't think so. No, no big tournaments. Oh wait, wait, wait. There, there's one. Uh, you don't really like this tournament very much. I don't think. I I'm I kidding. Don't I, no, no, no. This I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We talked about it last year. I think we didn't really talk about it this year. Okay. But last year, I think you had uh, voice that you thought March Madness was a little overrated. I still think it's a little. You still overrated. think it's a little overrated, but uh, March Madness this year, I will say, has been pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. The basketball has been entertaining. Uh, the upsets have been abundant i would say not upsetting uh not upsetting um so the not the top storyline there's there's been several big storylines but clearly the top historical storyline is that a 16 seed finally wins a game in this tournament we've been talking for probably the last like two years on this podcast going into each of the last two march madnesses that when are they just going to get rid of the 16 seats because none of them none of them have ever ever won a game in this tournament we yes Um, saying that and so very timely enough a 16 seed not just wins in this tournament but I, I, you have to give credit where it's due a 16 seed wins by 20 points in round one yeah they blew the doors off and, virginia and takes a nine seed to the wire pretty much in in round two albeit a sloppy game but they lost a single digit game in round two so um obviously for umbc the retrievers it comes to an end but really remarkable performance by that team upsetting the not just the one seed but the number one overall seed in virginia in this tournament um what was your take on a 16 seed winning and does it change your opinion at all about the structure and chances of 16 seeds in the tournament good question so the school university of maryland baltimore county the retrievers very much helped by their mascot name being the retrievers as far as being likable on unbelievable mascot name uh they beat virginia who is usually a pretty good team this year they are the best team yeah uh it is a weird year for march madness so like Who's to say who the best team is? Yeah, they weren't. Everybody's up and down. An, There's NBA, no dominant. They're, they're dominant not an NBA team. talent dominant team, but yeah, they were the number one overall seed. Um, I'm gonna say so. Cool, that's fine. Happy that it happened. It's so painfully obvious that they still don't need to be there because <laughs> they've won, and it's a huge deal. It's an amazing deal. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "This is the most amazing thing." My bracket's busted. Blah blah blah, and then they lose the next round. And like, if they win the next round, it's even more crazy even more crazy and then they lose the next round so i i don't want to say that this is makes it all worth it because yeah. who cares yeah like the the more important thing is that virginia's out that's yeah. the more important thing because it ruins everyone's bracket they had a chance to win it's just i mean that's why the 16 seeds exist so uh, i'm not going to sit here and say that they shouldn't be there but this doesn't change my opinion in terms of 
oh my gosh, maybe all 16 seeds do have a chance now because <laughs> it's just not it's just not plausible. Yeah, no, it's true. And I mean, I think um, I'd rather Boston College be there than US UMBC. Yeah, that's true. And, and I mean, ugly, um, ugly Maryland Boston College. Yeah. Instead of New England Boston College. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, I, I agree. I think that UMBC was a great story. I think they were an extremely likable team. I watched the, the the upset over UVA, and it was just like that kid Lyles didn't have the best game in the second round, but he was unconscious in the first round. It was like it was it was truly one of the better spectacles that I've seen in sports over the last couple of years. Was just yeah. watching that game unfold because of how improbable it was. And again. That's one game, and there's still almost zero chance 16 seed is going to win yeah. the entire tournament. It's just and, like it's very, very, very almost impossible. And I'm almost at that point where I, I feel like I'm getting tricked by all of the national media. Like CBS is tweeting, oh, my gosh, can yeah. you believe it? ESPN's like, can you believe it? Like everyone who makes money off this is like, yeah. look how amazing this is. Pay attention to how amazing this is. And yeah. they're and they're just bankrolling off of a, a – no name school in Maryland beating a good yeah. basketball team one game. Yeah. So uh, it just I, I I feel too overly sensationalized about March Madness. There's it is very it is very sensationalized. I think um I think that the bracket phenomenon uh plays into it and I think is for the better in a lot of ways. Like like I, so while 64 teams or 68 teams whatever it is now with the playing games is like excessive, I think I think there's something that adds to the allure of it that it is impossible for you to pick a perfect bracket, you know. But like if you think of just like one or two factors divided from that, like if you did an NHL or an NBA playoff bracket, like like how many people if a million people filled out an NBA playoff bracket, how many of them do you think would be perfect? Like what I mean, percentage the of them do you think would be perfect? Years, yeah. 85%. <laughs> yeah. Like, so so I mean it, it's like and that's still and that's what sixteen teams. So that's like two rounds eliminated from the NCAA yeah. tournament. And it's like you go from a zero and like a hundred million chance of like getting a perfect bracket to like probably seventy percent of these people have a perfect bracket. Yeah. So I, I think there's something to the fact that the number of teams makes it that extra layer of like you can't get it perfect, yeah. which is like a fun part about it. I but I still agree it. with that. There's a lot of teams that just can't win it. So it, you know, it, March Madness to me is the same feeling I have with like the Winter Olympics. I don't want it to go yeah. away, obviously. Yeah. I love the idea. I love that yeah. people get energized, and it, it makes me watch sports during work. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I just – it's just so overblown and overrated that it, it I have to take a more defensive stance. Yeah. I, I think – you know, I certainly think that it is probably a little overrated, uh, I will say. I'm definitely not against the number of teams in it or anything. I think what, what could help a lot, and I think this year there's a lot of potential for it, is – for a legitimate Final Four filled with teams that are lower seeds, that would be like, great. Like all, like filled with them. That would like, be great. Like already on the left side of the bracket, I think, or no, sorry, not not just the left side, but two number one seeds have gone down. Uh, in that in that region that we were just talking about Florida with, State, with UMBC, yeah, Florida State upset number one Xavier. <coughs> um, in that region we were just talking about, Kansas State is a nine seed who just beat UMBC. So you have a nine, a five, an eleven, and a seven are are what's left on that upper half of upper corner of the bracket there. So, you know, the one and two is gone there. I think Florida state's facing number four, Gonzaga. That's a chance for a nine seed to advance Texas A&M number seven blew out UNC. Like didn't even like number two seed UNC destroyed them. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have a chance to beat number three, Michigan. So if you can start loading up the elite eight with teams that are in the, you know, seven, eight, nine 
yeah, ten, even ten great. or eleven. That's good. For then basketball. I think that that will help. Um, that will help bring. And again, it, you know, it could just be a one-year thing. Yeah. And next year, Kentucky's back at the top, and whoever else. But um, I think it will help the tournament and the allure of the tournament if some of these lower-seeded teams can start knocking off the ones with more frequency than you know, like we've seen in the first two rounds this year. If there was a five seed or lower versus another five seed or lower in the national championship, I would much more enjoy that than anything yeah. higher than that. Yeah. I would, I would be way more inclined to watch that. And game. we've had, we've had sprinkled in teams that are sevens and eights getting, getting to the final four or getting to the championship game. But it just, it's never happening on all cylinders. It's never four teams that are all like a five or worse, you yeah. know, or, or two teams in the championship that are seven and an eight seed or something. It just, it doesn't feel like it happens. And so, It'd be nice to have that happen this year, and there's for the first time in a while maybe a legitimate shot at it. Um, with you know you have an eleven and a five, an eleven and two fives on the on the bottom half of what I'm looking at here, and then like I said, an eleven, a nine, a five, a nine, and a seven. So like a lot a lot of lower seeds left in the Sweet Sixteen um, to try to make that run and be able to uh, get to the national championship game. But both of us have Kansas winning the tournament. We do. It was a so, one seed. <laughs> so and what do we have riding on that? We have the pizza. And beer party party. Um, so we, the three of us that live here, me, Steve, and Rob, we did a contest for the bracket, and the loser, whoever finishes last, is going to be buying the pizza at a pizza and beer party at Pizzeria Regina, probably. And the second place loser is going to buy the beer at the pizza and beer at the party. pizza and beer party. So buy like the pit, couple pitchers of beer. The way it probably should work is that the pizza will cost more than the beer. That's why the loser pays for the pizza. The that's second place loser pays for the beer. The, the winner pays for nothing. At the pizza and beer party. At the party. pizza and beer party. So, um, we Steve and I both have Kansas. Uh, Steve is currently you had a, you you took a hit towards the I end of the day. You were in first place yeah. for a while. You are now in last place out, out really? of out of the three of us. I did not know um, that. And uh, Rob has taken over first place. Wait. Now, uh, with that said. That can't be right. Um, that's what it says here. That's what it says. What? Um, it says that. It be, I mean, it's because the the, the picks get more valuable as the oh, rounds go yeah. on. So that's why. Um, and so you did lead after round one, but you uh, had four, forty fewer points in round two. Now forty, I think, is like really four. I don't know why they do it in multiples of ten. But um, oh yeah, I did drop big time. Yeah. So if, so if you look at the the percentages, aren't totally what matters. Although the percentage. The percentage, I think, actually is the number of points out of your possible points. So the percent, the percentage will continue to be the indicator. But um, I was I was way high on percentage yesterday, so yeah, I, I'm not. You lost any something stock in big. That. You lost something big. Uh, towards Michigan the end State. Of Michigan State is probably yeah. That, that's probably what it was. Freaking stupid idiots. Um, but so so Rob isn't first. However, though Rob has Virginia winning it all, and so you can look at you can see in his possible points remaining mm-hmm. column, way he's way lower than us. So. Yeah. Uh, for you and I, we have Kansas winning, so it's going to come down to all the intermediary picks between us to see who can win that. And of course, you know, all it takes is Kansas losing their next game for us to be in the same boat as Rob. So yeah. I think this by no means is over. I um, am a, a lot of my Sweet Sixteen is out. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of it. Uh, two that of is my not, final, two of my Final Four are gone. Yeah, that is certainly I'm, not I'm great. Done. Anyway, let's. I don't want to be talking about our brackets yeah. on the on the show. Yeah, for sure. Loser buys pizza, which seems to be me at the moment. Uh, currently, it's you. Yes, but so things can change. Yeah, things can change. Um, 
Anything else on March Madness? I had a couple other notes, but I don't know if I really need to talk I'm about so them. I'm so done with yeah. it. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, that brings us into a couple topics of NFL free agency. Uh, has kind of gone under the radar, I think, with all the March Madness topics and, you know, I guess uh, NHL and NBA, uh, I'll call it the home stretches of the regular season. But mm-hmm. NFL offseason had a lot of activity going on in the last week. So I'm just going to go through a couple of the most noteworthy ones, and I probably left some off here, but... Uh, the first one, Richard Sherman, a yep. lifetime Seattle Seahawk to this point, is cut by Seattle and signs immediately with their division rival, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, in part, he says, because he's looking forward to facing Seattle twice, you know, a sort of revenge, and also because of the play of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. He cited as another reason that he decided to go to San Francisco. Do you think that the 49ers are on their way to becoming legitimate contenders in the NFL? San Francisco continuing the legacy of hiring another team's worst veteran player. <laughs> uh, the Giants signed Andrew McCutcheon and Evan Longoria in baseball, and now they sign Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Coming off an Achilles tear, yeah. which is no small deal. That's not a small deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. Um, he is very good. Yeah, He talks a lot of crap, so I think his... I think how actually good he is might be inflated a bit because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good cornerbacks and safeties you don't know because they don't yeah. they're not like very vocal. Yeah, um, I think so too. And I, I mean, I think he's a great ad. I, I wish the Bucks signed him. Like I, I would have liked him on my team. Um, do I care? No, because I the West Coast teams mean nothing to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good signing for San Francisco. I think they're going in the right direction. Um, I'm gonna jump to. I'm going to skip a bullet on our list just so I can keep it on San Francisco here because I think they made another signing that I that I hate, I, I despise. Um, Jarek McKinnon, who I like as a player. He's a good little running back. He played for Minnesota last year. When Dalvin Cook got hurt, he stepped into a pretty big role. The 49ers signed Jarek McKinnon to a four-year, $30 million contract, $7.5 million a year for, for Jarek McKinnon, McKinnon, who has started like 10 games maybe in the NFL. Uh, is a third down scat back who I think again I will reiterate I think is a good player, but seven and a half million dollars is is I, so, I haven't looked at the running back numbers but that's got to be high, on the higher end of what running backs make in the NFL. Yes, so I also think he's overpaid and not as good as people think. However, I know why you dislike this signing. It's because your stance on. The, well, I, the NFL running back. Yes, I do think that NFL running backs are plentiful and available. Um, now. I will say, and we've talked about this before. I ha- I've come off my stance slightly um, because I, you know, guy uh, Z- Zeke Elliott, for example, was a guy that transformed the Cowboys. Here's so a question I think, for you. Yeah, would you rather have on your team two offensive linemen that made the Pro Bowl last the year before, or a running back who made the Pro Bowl the last year? Two offensive linemen for sure, for wow. sure for okay. me. Yeah, I think I'm um, the same. Now, now you you just say a running back that made the Pro Bowl. I, I think that my my stance on the running backs turns a corner when they get to be a certain level of good. Like I think an Adrian Peterson in his prime level of good is different. I think he's that, the best player in the NFL. At that yeah, point. but but yeah. And, and but I think you need to be at that level for it to be like you for it to be okay. We're 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 making the running back our highest paid player. What's he has the, to be at that level. What's the highest you would draft Saquon Barkley? I would draft Saquon. Depending on my team structure, I would draft him number one if wow. I if I had if it, it would depend on my team structure. So you like, think like he's I that said. good? So I, I think, and again, I think that I wouldn't have said this before Zeke Elliott. I, I think, and again, I don't like Zeke Elliott. He's he's a scumbag. But talent wise, he transformed the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys were a completely different team as soon as they drafted him. And so for that reason, if Saquon's that good, if I had the offensive line ready and if I had a serviceable quarterback or a plan at quarterback, 
then I would consider drafting Saquon number one because I do think he's that good. I think like if the Browns drafted number one, it'd probably be silly, which I actually have the Browns as the next topic, so we can talk about well, that. What about the Bucks at number seven? I would take him if I were the Bucks. I think. Uh, I think that he. Again, well, I don't know. I, I guess I'll let you speak to the Bucks O line. I don't know how good the Bucks O line is. All right. Okay, so um, they just signed the. Um, we're not gonna talk about the Bucks offensive yeah, line. Yeah. But they just signed uh, the center from the Ravens, who is apparently super good. Okay, so I mean, I think that uh, Saquon's really good, and I think after seeing some of these running backs like Zeke, like Dalvin Cook was doing for a little while, um, some of these some of these rookie running backs, I do think have been very good. So I would consider taking him very early. Um, but again, I tend to be against it unless you you think your roster is really set so um speaking of that like i just said the browns are the ones sitting with the number one pick overall the browns were busy as well the browns made some trades that some people thought were stupid uh trading for jarvis landry like a talented wide receiver like is that what you need is that what's going to make your team better right now uh they trade for tyrod taylor next so they have their serviceable quarterback maybe their bridge quarterback uh and then the question is what are they going to do with their draft pick number one overall the reports are still indicating they're going to draft a quarterback and still have him be groomed behind uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, obviously, Saquon Barkley would give them a lot of playmakers on offense for whatever that's worth. I don't know if that gets them anywhere in the current NFL standing. What, yeah. what is your take on what they've done? I am okay with it. I think if you're the Browns, I mean, you're you're kind of caught in a whirlpool at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, people demand – you're so bad that people demand you to turn it around <laughs> yeah. immediately and don't like – non-flashy picks yeah like they don't like when you trade for picks they don't like when you trade for offensive linemen they don't like when you draft offensive linemen like they they're in they're stuck in this the fan base is so disillusioned and angry that they're demanding action yeah so i think this is a move to appease the fan base and not really make the team that much better that being said if you put enough playmakers on a team and like piece together I mean you can piece together a good team based off some like free agents and some undrafted people like you can get some good players and build around I just don't know who you're building around yeah like what is the centerpiece of the Browns who who is the person <laughs> I that's a great question that's a great question uh, who's the best player on the Browns um besides the, the it's probably now Jarvis Landry besides him, I guess. like um the I, I Joe Thomas just retired. Yeah, Joe Thomas retired, so that's a good question. So I don't know. So that's the thing. Like, isn't Miles Garrett on the Browns? Uh, yes, he He's, might be their best he was player. Hurt, wasn't he supposed he to? He was hurt for a lot of last year, I think. So like, I don't know. You, you, I don't. I, I like it for the fans. Like, they, they deserve to see Jarvis Landry make some crazy catches and yeah. Tyrod Taylor th sling the ball all over the the field. Yeah, but it's not going to get them. It's not going to get them where they need to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that, and to that point, I think drafting Saquon Barkley would be a mistake in that regard because they are not on the path to be competitive anytime in Saquon Barkley's prime, if that's the path that they go. Because like, yeah. you need to get a quarterback, a franchise quarterback. Still, what they need to do is draft. They just need to become a good defensive team. Yeah, start there. You start know? there. Yeah. Like it's so hard to be a good offense. I mean, it's so hard to be good yeah. at anything in the NFL now. Yeah. But if you don't have a quarterback and you had very well, bad luck drafting yeah. quarterbacks, yeah, it's not hard to draft the best defensive player. Yeah, in the that league. is that is true. But I also I also think um, at a certain point too, if you're just going to be picking number one every year, you might as well just take the quarterbacks until you hit on one too. Ugh, like at a certain point, like that's so brutal. And I, just I mean, have them it, play one it, year. It is it is brutal. But like some sometimes teams have to do that. You know, like I feel I think um, the Houston Texans did it. For instance, the Houston, Houston took Deshaun Watson, and yeah. it was like I don't know if they were ready team wise to take Deshaun Watson, but he ended up being great. 
and it looks like now he's their franchise quarterback. Again, you can't you can't make a judgment that early. We did the same thing with RG three, but like, um, but you know, I don't know. I'm torn because I also agree with you. I don't think you can just throw a quarterback into the fire of a of a team that stinks and like expect that he's going to be good. Um, one little note just on Joe Thomas that I saw a stat um over the weekend i believe he played 11 seasons with the browns had like a 10,000 we talked about his 10,000 yeah. snap uh streak he never started 1 and 0 wow never started 1 and 0 for poor the cleveland joe browns thomas. poor joe thomas is right that guy just was one of the best left tackles for his entire career probably of all time probably the best left tackle over the span of his career and maybe of all time and just just could never just never had a team around just, him. And he the, he had moments where he said he would walk into the huddle and ask what the quarterback's name was. <laughs> yeah. He would say, yeah. I, what's your name yeah. again? Incredible. Yeah. Um, last couple quick things to touch on. Patriots had a pretty uh, – a lot of uh, overhaul to the Patriots roster over the last couple of weeks. I won't go through all of it, but some of their key losses, Deion Lewis and Malcolm Butler, both go to Tennessee um, to an AFC opponent. Uh, kind of expected they were Danny both going to get paid. Danny Amendola as well goes to Miami. Um, they ended up just trading for Cordell Patterson yesterday, which is an interesting move. I have always liked Cordell Patterson. I like him too. I don't um, think he's had the team to be good. I think he, I he agree. He may be a little older now. Yeah, so he may he's not, not too old, I don't think. But I, I think he's a playmaker who just never had the right team. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. He's 27, so he's still got time in his prime. Um, one of my one of my other friends actually put it pretty well i thought he said if Cordell patterson isn't good on the path then he's not going to be good in the nfl that's a good well, point. i mean so this yeah. is this will be his chance to be good and they're going to use him as a kick returner and probably to start as a depth wide receiver but he'll have plenty of opportunities to play his way into a bigger role there because he's extremely athletic uh and fast so i mean he should have a chance he's to, very swaggy too he's very swaggy that is actually a great point so and the patriots need some swag they don't have any swag at all they so, have very little swag. Um, so I, I think that that he brings some some necessary swag there uh, and the last thing that the Patriots did, which I also thought was an underrated but good move, is they signed uh, Jason McCourty, Devin McCourty's brother, uh, to be one of their cornerbacks after losing Malcolm Butler. McCourty has had a pretty good year last year. so Weren't they both on the Pats at one point? No, they've no. never both been on the Pats. They've, uh, I think they might have both played at Rutgers, I, I think, um, but they've never been on the Pats together. They still they share a Twitter handle. <laughs> they share a Twitter account for whatever reason. Twins are so weird. They sign their tweets with like their name, but they don't. they have the same Twitter account. I don't uh. know why. They're not as weird as the Morris twins. They, I don't want to talk about the Morris twins. <laughs> yeah. They are. They have the same tattoos. They're, they have the same everything. The Morris twins are real weird. They are so. covered in tattoos yeah. and all and picked the same and they ones. Matched. They they, like, they said like let's covered in tattoos. They like they the said like ones. which tattoo do you want to get together? Yeah, they again? all they like alternate <laughs> to deciding. It's so. And weird. they shared a bank account in the NBA. They shared a bank account. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Anyway, so um, that's most of the topics. Yeah, we'll skip the rest of these. I don't think I want to talk I about them. I don't either. Um, I do want to say the Tiger Woods thing. Yeah, well, yeah, Tiger. Let's do it. Let's do Tiger Woods before we go to the final draft. He finished second. He, finish, he no, finished. second. No, no, he finished. I was going to say not I second. Don't think he was, he second. was in second for like up until the yeah, until like hole fifteen yeah. or whatever, and then he fell off. He fell off. He choked. Screw him. Yeah, get him out of here. So, so again, I I think um, last week I was asked I think by one of you guys. What my stance, I think, I think Rob asked what my stance was on the on the whole Tiger Woods situation, and I described it as being a less visceral version of you and Rob's Rob's take, yeah. which is how I would still describe it. It um, is less visceral. I am on the same page as both of you guys. I do not have as visceral a stance about it. Um, right now, my stance is okay. For and I think I said this last week when he also almost won a tournament but lost. Um, was that great? Like he, for the first time in years, he's getting coverage that he is deserved. 
Like yeah. the first time in in years <laughs> that he that that the, that he that the media the coverage, is covering yeah. him, and it's actually warranted because he's in contention on Sunday. Now that said, there's still comments that kind of aggravate me from the from the broadcasters that are like. Um, this is usually Tiger time. Like, what do you mean this is usually Tiger time? Yeah. It hasn't been that in seven, in eight years. Like, yeah. that was last time it was Tiger time the, on Sunday. The announcer used the term, I think he feeds off all of this, like, entertainment and all, all of this uh, uh, publicity. I'm like, yeah. what? When has he if not he had... Fed, <laughs> if he fed off it, he would have won a tournament in the past four years. Yeah. He doesn't feed off it. Yeah. He's just not as hurt anymore. Yeah, and he's, he's also he's playing better. That's why he's feeding, quote unquote, feeding off exactly. it because he's playing better right now. And so, yeah, if you're if you're saying he has some momentum, then yes, I correlation agree. is not it's causation. Not, it's not media coverage that's fueling his his resurgence. Like that's yeah, that's the most like that that's a very strange take. But so anyway, I, I think um, I think that again, I'm not like I'm not super like I'm I'm not up in arms about everything that's going on with Tiger right now. I think a couple of the comments in the media coverage are, they irk me a little bit, but above all, I'm just glad to see that he is not winning these tournaments. I don't like, I don't root for like the worst things in the world to happen to him, but if I'm watching yeah. him on Sunday, I would rather see him choke. I think it's I root like, for it's, the worst things it's to like, happen to his golf game. Yes. For besides sure. being hurt. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to have people to root against. I completely agree. I have, I have plenty of them. So I have a couple. Yeah. So, um, I think it's totally fine rooting against Tiger, and I think uh, in that respect alone, I think that that's the only argument you can make for him being quote-unquote good for golf right now is the, is a short-term interest in the fact that people are polarized about him. That's mm. the only thing. Um, but that said, we've we've talked at length before that Tiger is not the answer for golf popularity because you have opportunities for guys to yeah. be the answer for golf, golf like popularity. Saying, it's Rory and Jordan Spieth and yeah. – um, Ricky Fowler and all these guys that that could become stars, correct? And, are, and already are semi stars, but really haven't taken a stranglehold on it. They need to strangle the hold. They need to strangle the hold. I agree. <laughs> Anything else on Tiger? That's all on Tiger. All right, brings us to the final drive. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I think I want to go second. Second. I had a feeling you were going to go second. Really? I always try. I always try to guess what you're going to say. Really? And I feel like. I, I want to pull up the numbers Do at I some alternate? point. I want to pull up the numbers. No, I think that you're a much higher percentage of going first. I think. Okay. But I, I'd be curious to listen through and actually get the get the percentages of what I'm, I'm, I might do that this week. <laughs> I might go through 99 episodes to figure out your percentages. I would so, love that. <laughs> uh, my final drive is about two weeks late from your review of it, but I saw Coco finally the movie the uh, the Disney or Disney Disney Pixar I think movie. Yeah. Um, of the uh, centered around the day of the dead. I'm not going to redo the plot because Coco. Coco is about the little boy who wants to play music and none of his family lets him play music. Um, it's a great movie, like you had talked about. Um, you definitely feel some conflicts throughout the movie. Is one thing that I observed is that like, um, the, you know, obviously you kind of see some of the turns come. I'm not going to give away any plot points, but you see some of the twists coming. Obviously, because it's a kids' movie and like it's clear like. You kind of, once you see like a quote-unquote hero, you know that it's not the all hero, it's made yeah. out to be. But you still feel conflicted because there's some pretty kind of messed up things at the core of the plot. Yeah. Like, like just like leaving your leaving your family to like go do stuff and like people that are just not good people. And like, um, so, so there's a few points of conflict in the storyline. And there's some like pretty bad stuff. Yeah, like, they're, they're, it's the, not like... The uh, people do bad things. Like very bad things. You know, it's like so... And, and that was the one point of conflict I had is that, yeah, obviously... 
it's a kids movie and it obviously turns out all for the better like you, I don't, that's not really spoiling much you know that that's how the movie's going to go yeah but um but i think that uh there are points in the movie where you're like wow they're making this person out to be like a star and like they've already said all the bad stuff he did <laughs> but yeah. like like they've already disclosed to you what a crappy person he is but he's still the idol of the of the movie and so that that was a couple points when i was like oh this is kind of like like kids right at this moment in the movie right here i think that this guy is like the good guy you know yeah so that, that was something that struck me uh, just as a kind of an did you additional point of commentary did you tear up i didn't but there's the only reason i didn't was because i felt like i wasn't i was like fo- i was following some march madden stuff at the time and like i was i feel like i was I, I probably did myself a disservice i was not fully 100 percent like media away yeah. locked into the movie i think i could have teared up when he when yeah. he's don't, 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 don't. I mean, don't, well, don't I mean, give anything away. It, 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 it's, it's, I mean, I won't. Yeah, okay, I won't give any more away. But it's so a, sad. It's very sad. Oh. It's very sad. It's so beautifully sad. It's beautifully sad. And so I think if I was fully invested, I could have teared up. I did not during this viewing. Did you tear up during that? I, I forget if you said you did or not. I watered up. You watered up. Okay. I wouldn't say no there tears were fell. Tears. Yeah, there was no. Yeah, but there was some no water. Falling of tears. There was some water going on. Yes. There's some water going on. The eyes were wet. So. Uh, my final review. I, I don't remember. I don't remember what you gave Coco as a rating. Uh, I'm gonna give Coco. It was definitely certified. Yeah, it's gonna be certified for me too. I'm gonna give it an 89. 89 Derek Dragon Fruits, which is certified Pattaya Colada. That's a good rating. It's a good I think rating. I may have. It's a good ra- I think I maybe get put it in the 90s. You might have put it in the 90s. I think I'm not gonna go quite into the 90s, but very very good. You gotta you gotta see Coco. You gotta see. Would it. recommend. Would recommend for sure for sure. So that's it. That's it. So my final drive, uh, I just got back from a long weekend at Sugarbush Mountain in Vermont. All right. Uh, about three and a half hours away. It is my new favorite mountain in wow. New England. Wow. Uh, my previous favorite mountain was Bretton Woods, after having been there once. I will admit that my rating has been swayed by the conditions. We had unbelievable conditions this weekend. We had about 20 inches of snow leading up to that week. Snowed all weekend. The the trails were. It was the first time I ever went down a uh, a, a blue or, or just like any trail and was like, oh my gosh, like I'm sink. There's I have to yeah. lean back and <laughs> keep my skis in the air because there's so much yeah, powder. Sink into it, yeah. There's like you're on moguls and you just kind of like fluff into the. You fall because there's so much snow. You don't fall because you're cutting or because you're doing anything. You just you just sink. Yeah. Um, they did groom it the next day. It was gorgeous. No one was on the mountain on Friday. They actually have a second peak that you have to take a chairlift about 15, like 12 to 15 minute chairlift. Really? Yeah, very long. long. Yeah. And it goes up over a mountain, down over a mountain, up. So you're you're way up on the top of a mountain going down a chairlift. Wow. And it's just a quad. So you're just yeah. like swinging and swaying and it's very windy going down. from. It's, it's very scary. <laughs> yeah. But this second mountain is amazing. It's Mount Ellen. It's on the right-hand side. It was bought. It used to be a previous. It used to be a, um, a different mountain, mm-hmm. like operated by a different right, right. company, and so they just adopted it. And so you can go all. You can spend all day over there. And there's there's parks. There's uh, there's blacks. There's double blacks. There's moguls. There's nice long runs. There's just so much. And there's a, a lodge out there. So there's yeah. so much to do. Um, good opera ski had bands in both the uh, locations. Just overall a very very good mountain. Sugarbush is. 
the best ski mountain I've been to. All right. What do you have a rating, or just is it a hundred uh, for now? Because they're. I'm the just best. gonna give it. It's in number. It's in the first place. All right, first place. I don't want to rank them because yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. I've ever rated them. Yeah, true. But true. Number one overall mountain in New England. All right, number one mountain, Sugarbush. Sugarbush. There you go. So that's it for episode 99. 99. The next time. The next time we you talk hear to this. you, it'll be live. Next time you hear this, it's going to be episode 100, three digits. Wow. Two of them being zeros, one of them a one in front of the two zeros. And it'll be live, and we'll tell you all about it, and we're going to hopefully have it on, have some Instagram lives, have some Facebook lives, have some whatever else lives. I hope people show up. (laughs) Imagine. Uh, That would be cringeworthy. I'm already already sweating about it. Yeah. Well, that means we're going to have to push it and make sure people sign in, so... That's it. Episode 99 is in the books. We'll see you guys, actually see you guys, next Monday night for episode 100. Later days.